The Dubai New Year's Eve concert by rock legends KISS will not only be the biggest concert of the year, but also the safest. This is what the band's bassist Gene Simmons promises as the band prepares to make its way to the UAE. My name is Saeed Saeed, music journalist for The National. In this interview with Simmons, we discuss the band's enduring popularity and its love for pyrotechnics. When the news came that KISS were coming to Dubai, to the UAE for New Year's Eve, there was a lot of deliriously happy people here as well. Um, I mean, like, you know, I mean, this show sounds so crazy, yet so right. Like, this has been a very tough year, and I can't think of anything better than, you know, one of rock and roll's great good time bands kind of sending it off. Well, you've got it right. We have never been about the secret of life. We don't pontificate. We don't, we're not political, because <clears throat> the last thing you want to do is to hear the ramblings of some idiot with a guitar strapped around his shoulders because he's supposed to know more than you do. So we don't pretend to know anything more than you do or anything. All we are are the masters of giving the largest parties on planet Earth. And so it's been a difficult year. There are a lot of people out of work. There's been a lot of hatred out there. That's all going to pass. Just like winter passes and eventually summer comes and the sun comes out, and we'd like to we'd like to welcome in the new year with the largest party on earth we're going to have more fireworks than uh, most third world countries and we're going to bring in the new year right and the great people in atlantis and dubai are going to help us do that by making sure it's very very safe for everybody involved we have doctors on call every hour everybody gets tested and uh, it's going to be something spectacular. I would recommend low-flying planes not fly over the concert site. This is going to be big. Big as in Godzilla big. You know, the interesting thing also as well, I mean, thinking about it deeper, in a way, Dubai is kind of the perfect fit for KISS because, like, in a way, Dubai is the quintessential KISS city. You know, it's not the most subtle. It's very, very colorful it's kind of always kind of led, you know, led the way in terms of um, in terms of how things should be done. So, like, you kind of see almost like, you know, that, you know, that synergy between yourself and Dubai? Yes, it really is the right place. The spectacular Atlantis um, site is surrounded. There's water in the back and there's water in front. So it's going to be safe for everybody. And it gives us a chance to really make the pyro as big as you can imagine. It's outdoors. There are going to be breezes. People are going to be safely apart from each other. You really can't do that in other places. And I would respectfully recommend for everybody out there, don't make stupid decisions. I know the vaccine's around the corner. Don't go out New Year's Eve. Really don't. I know you want to go to the bars and get drunk and be stupid. Stay at home. Surround yourself with family and friends. Get a big screen TV, whoever's got one, surround yourself there, and you'll still have the biggest party on earth. I mean, the pyro is going to be, well, almost bigger than the Big Bang. <laughs> Talking about television, I mean, this is the thing that's interesting to me also about the show. The, um, a kiss show really is such a visceral experience. You kind of have to be there physically to kind of understand, you know, the shock and awe of it. Now, 
is it a challenge? Would it be a challenge to kind of translate that same primal energy that you conjure up on stage, you know, to people who are watching it at home? And do you th- it? And do you recommend just like Kiss fans who come to your show ready to go? They kind of almost almost kind of dress up and just kind of be in the zone at home. Well, they do that. Well, you can certainly do that, and that's a great idea. We've also got uh, 15 of the world's biggest influencers coming on, the TikTok and the YouTube influencers. And so through their friends, there are going to be 500 million fans, in addition to the who knows how many hundreds of millions who are going to be seeing the stream live New Year's Eve. And because of the time difference in Dubai, most of the world's going to be able to see it New Year's Eve. So it's either going to be live or to tape. That's going to be broadcast as close as possible to New Year's Eve. And our hope is when everybody goes to kiss2020goodbye.com, kiss2020goodbye.com, that you'll be able to join in the fun. And what a great idea. Stay at home, put on some kiss makeup. By the way, the influencers, Charlie D'Amelio, her whole family, uh, uh, for those of you that are young enough to know what I'm talking about, little Huddy, her boyfriend or former boyfriend, we don't know who's in, who's out. He's coming. <clears throat> they all have to wear kiss makeup uh, at certain points. It's really sort of, what does it all mean? Who cares? When there's either Guy Fox Day or a 4th of July fireworks show, when you see a fireworks show, the last thing you want to do is, what does it all mean? Do I have my mother's hips? It's not about that. It's about enjoying and celebrating life. And that's what we intend to do. Forget about 2020. It's been a pain in the butt. 2021 is going to be a much better time for planet Earth, for everybody. A show like this takes a lot of planning. And this year has been very fluid in terms of challenges and insights. Every day kind of brings a new day. So at which stage of the year did the band kind of pull the trigger and say, yeah, we will do this? We started hearing rumblings about this about six months ago. And the idea of it actually caught our interest because we stopped doing concerts everywhere in the world. We were on tour and we did 110 cities. So we came off tour because we didn't want to get sick and we sure didn't want to get the fans sick. And unfortunately, there are still deniers out there that think the world is flat and that aliens have taken over governments, and that there's no such thing as COVID. It's unfortunate, uh, but out of respect to our fans, we decided to come off and not tour. Having said that, the New Year's Eve event is going to be a real opportunity to do this safely and still put on the kinds of shows that we do, which is all big, earth-shattering kind of stuff. And uh, also, beginning next summer, We've already got dates outdoors, stadiums and so on in Europe, and we'll continue around the world for another 150 cities. So as a matter of fact, I'm glad you asked me, kiss2020goodbye.com. That's the place to go. KISS has always kind of led the way, particularly in terms of production standards, which you've mentioned. Do you think the whole industry will be looking at your show at New Year's Eve, perhaps as a way to point the way forward? to how to do big events in a safe and considered manner? Yes, they will. And that's because we spare no expense. Uh, We started doing pyro. We've never had an accident in 46 years. Nothing. 
Nothing's ever gone wrong because we've always done it by the book. We've got professionals and we've had, again, more firepower than anybody out there. And when we started doing fireballs and explosions and levitating drum set, nobody was doing that. So if you go to a McCartney concert or even wrestling and you see fireworks, where do you think they got that from? Adele? <laughs> Absolutely. And, uh, in terms of the preparations as well, I mean, I read the, the you know, the, the really insightful um, story, uh, I think it was Rolling Stone, where talking about, you know, the safety measures you guys have taken place. For example, I read that, you know, um, both you and Stanley, you know, spent like the past eight months isolating, you know, with your families. Even like when you travel, it's going to be like in kind of like separate area. Like, I mean, can you tell us a little bit about the traveling to the UAE and doing it safely? Yes, and I'm glad you're mentioning that the cars are going to be scrubbed down with antiseptic, anti-this, anti-that. And the fine folks at Emirates Airlines are sending a huge jet where they're going to be private apartments. So each of us are going to be inside a cubicle with that nobody can get into. In fact, the food is going to be put in through a, a portal where you don't even see the hand. It's just going to kind of magically come through. So you don't have to breathe the same air and all that. And we have our own doctors as well as doctors on the ground. The crew and everybody, they're going to be doctors on site, a whole slew of them that are going to make sure people are going to safe distance from each other. Everything's going to be scrubbed down and all that kind of stuff for our safety and for everybody else's, our crew and also the fans. So it's very, extremely, extremely safe. One of the things about this year is that I've been interviewing a lot of musicians and a lot of them expressed, you know, how this year allowed them more than others to kind of not take things for granted. Because sometimes as well, like musicians, there's, all, there's always the next show. There's 150 dates. So you're always on to the next one. And it's always sometimes difficult to perhaps just kind of enjoy the moment. I mean, is there a case of like this year as well, you know, where you kind of really missed the stage and perhaps some part of you kind of took it for granted? It's true. We do miss uh, that stage because you can't get that that high, that excitement anywhere else. You get up on stage and wear more makeup and higher heels than your girlfriend. And we just get to, get to be outrageous. And even before the first chord and the first note of the song, the stage starts to explode. And when you go to a KISS concert, nobody is sitting waiting for the band to come on stage. It's very tribal. They start beating their chest like a gorilla that just killed something. It gets very, very tribal. And it bears noting there are fans of all ages, five-year-olds all the way up to 50 and more, all walks of life, all nationalities, colors, all of it. And that's what we're about because a fireworks show is for everybody. It doesn't limit what the messaging is. I don't care if you hate the band, when you go to our show, you're going, to be, you're going to see the best show on the planet, period. And even if you may not know the songs, blasphemy, even if you don't know the songs, uh, for those new fans, I mean, if you're 12 or 15 or whatever, you're going to, as soon as the band appears on stage and the sky shakes, your jaw will drop. As an example, when the Kabuki curtain, so we have a curtain in front of us, when the show starts, that drops. Rockets come from over your head 
from the back onto the stage, which blows everything up. And when the smoke clears, we're not even on stage. That includes the drums and the drum riser. We descend from the heavens, the whole band with the drums, with fireworks and everything. It's like the gods descending to the earth. So again, it's all in good fun. We're not here to uh, tell you what to think, who to vote for and anything. We're just here to celebrate life. And that's the best thing you can do New Year's Eve. With so, I mean, with so much fun and so much adventure, I mean, how tough was it for you to kind of adjust, you know, to an uncertain period of not being on the road? Because I would think, you know, if if that's what you're kind of used to, there'll be some severe withdrawal symptoms. Well, again, we're blessed. The wife has another house up in uh, in the mountains outside of Vancouver, so we escaped there. We have some friends in government who allowed us to come in. So we flew in and basically lived surrounded by trees with no people around just to make sure we're safe. And I fully understand and recognize not everybody had that luxury. I, I know that. But you've got to keep your family safe. And so to that end, we still do that. I'm at home. We barely go out. You know, we try to order food to come in. And, what you know, what do you do? What do you do? You watch, you binge watch episodes of Game of Thrones yet again. What do you do? That's what you do. You know, thinking about Kiss, I mean, like 40, 50 years later, like the the band, Kiss remains such a singular talent. Like, you know, I mean, normally, you know, you, you, know, you go to the rock and roll family tree. You know, you see, you know, you, you see a big band, and then you see all the arms that of the other bands influence. Now, Kiss influenced a whole army of bands, but you till now you've never seen a band that that people could say this is the next Kiss. You know, and which is kind of strange. Like, why do you think that is the case? Well, that's true because number one, it's very very expensive, and you don't have to do that. You know, you can be in U two or the Rolling Stones, wear a T shirt and some sneakers, write great songs and all that, and you never have to break a sweat. You can be in a band like that. And you have the big screens in back of you. That didn't used to exist. Bands, you see, when I was growing up, would come out and look at their shoes and think that that was a, a rock band. I was always disappointed, which is why in the early days when you saw Hendrix, who lit his guitar on fire and smashed his guitar into the uh, amplifiers, you know, it was a show. There was something other than the music. And it, it, the great thing about that and the important thing about that is fully recognizing when somebody pays their hard-earned money to come see you at a concert, they don't just want to hear you because they can do that at home. They want to see you. So what are, you gonna, what are the treats you're going to give for the eyes as well as the ears? Unfortunately, there are many bands still today who basically come out and just strum a guitar or play a piano and that. But it's changed. When we first started out, people thought it was too much, over the top, bombastic. What are they doing? It's more like a Las Vegas show. We didn't care about that. We just didn't. We wanted to put together the band we never saw on stage. That was the idea. And since then, I don't care if you're Garth Brooks or anybody else, people flying over there, the audiences and stuff, Sorry to bother you. We did that 30, 40 years ago. And, you know, and I think, for example, this is the great thing about KISS, because the more KISS progressed, the more technology advanced. 
the, te the technology kind of almost like with each tour, you kind of, did you, did you feel like with each tour, you know, you had a whole new toolkit because technology has, has evolved since then? Yes, we were able, we were able to improve greatly the, the effects and so on. But the most important thing is it made it safer. So we have these flying saucers above us. They're going to be something like 12. Each of them is about four or five feet uh, wide. And each of them is also a lighting grid. And they're above our heads. And each of them can move sideways, frontways, backways, down. And so you have this kind of a flying saucer kind of stage. We actually descend on some of them. And uh, you couldn't do that a while back because in the old days, you'd press a button and the chains would, you know, kind of bring it down. Now with computerized technology, it makes it easier. It's more expensive. And why don't other bands do that? Because it costs a lot of money to do what we do. You can always be a kind of a punk band, stand on stage and just play fast and strum your guitar. You can do that. That's okay. I don't want to be in a band like that. You and Paul is one of the most enduring partnerships in rock and roll, you know, and there, there's no secret to that. Relationships evolve and they change. But so I guess like, you know, for yourself, what are some of the things that kind of sustained the relationship, you know, you know with you and Paul? Well, you've got, to, you've got to recognize the world doesn't begin and end with you. I have a big ego. I think I'm really smart. I think I'm really good looking and all that stuff. You have to get over yourself and understand that um, the partner or partners you have with you make the whole bigger than the, than the sum of its parts. Maybe analogous to a car. No matter how important that front wheel is on the left, the three other wheels help you carry the load so you can go down. And as soon as you get a flat tire, it affects the whole. So the team is, is really important. And it's very, very difficult. I don't care if you're Lennon McCartney or Jagger Richards or even Cain and Abel. Families, bands, everybody argues about all kinds of stupid things. And over the course of time, you look back and say, well, what was that all about? We didn't recognize the greatness of what we had. Paul and I are lucky that we understand, and we've said so in interviews, that I couldn't do this without him and he couldn't do this without me. Well, he might be able to do it without me. You know, the people who don't see that don't last a long time. The best kind of race is a relay race. You know, you've got your baton and you run as fast as you can. And the person in front of you, you put your hand forward, they grab it and they run. You can't run the whole race by yourself and win. Have you thought about the next chapter, like post-KISS? Yes, we've got a uh, motion, uh, limited series actually, 10 to 15 episodic, one hour or two hour movies that are being worked on right now. An animated series that's being worked on now a uh, traveling The Kiss show that'll be going out in about two years, various touring companies like, uh, like Cirque du Soleil. And it's going to be touring around the world. Uh, oh my goodness, a Kiss museum, a lot of stuff. And as, as you may have heard, we've, we have done thousands of licensed products, teamed up with Hello Kitty. We've teamed up with all kinds of uh, cartoon characters and, and Marvel comics and Kiss teamed up to do a slate of things. Do you plan to stay in Dubai for a while and just kind of, as, as, as well as the show, have, some, have a, have a well-earned break? We would love to. I really would love to, but because of the pandemic, you can't. We're going to be stuck in our hotel rooms or we're going to be on stage. And then right after the show, we're, we're flying back out. But I'll come back. I'll come back. 
once it's safe to travel and once it's safe for everybody else. 2020 has been, you know, uh, an interesting year. What are one of the key takeaways that you got out of it for yourself personally? It has been a uh, year of the pandemic, political turmoil, and the rise of nationalism. Countries that think they can do it all themselves and they're learning a bad lesson. America too, this kind of me first kind of a thing. More and more the world is becoming one entity. It reminds me of a short story I read a long time ago when I was a kid. There were wars going on and differences and the North doesn't like the South and black and white and fat and thin. All the differences between people. And what country are you from? Well, Ireland is better than France and France is everybody's in competition. Even in the same country, people have problems with different parts of the country. Well, they're Northerners. They're not Southerners and all that. And aliens land one day and they have no idea what the earthlings are talking about because to them, it's all, you're all earthlings. And maybe that's a good lesson. Maybe we should understand that not flags, not religions, not skin tone, not point of view, not politics, at the heart of it, we all have a heart, and we all have, blessed if you do, two arms, two legs, and all. We, have, we share the same DNA. We are human beings. And the quicker we learn that lesson, the better it is. So nationalism is a dangerous political point of view. America's getting over it now. There are other countries that are getting over it. And we have to think about the global village. So that's why I like when countries work together, uh, with trading, with uh, sharing their different cultures with each other. It's happening. The more educated we are, the less likely we are to make stupid decisions. Gene, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it, sir. Have a safe flight, and we look forward to seeing you sooner than later here in Dubai. Thank you for listening to Recorded. I've been your host, Saeed Saeed. If you like this episode, please subscribe to us on your favorite podcast app or follow us on the nationalnews.com.